0: aerodynamics drones t-rex
1: welcome to knickknack news i'm anthony
0: and i'm alex and my first story today is a random local news story this actually is an international local news story
1: (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute
0: Uh, From the MoscowTimes.com. Oh, okay. A naked man (laughs) attempted to board a plane at Moscow's Domodedovo Airport. I probably pronounced that wrong. While shouting that clothes make him less aerodynamic, (laughs) the REN TV television (laughs) channel reported last week.
1: A naked man with a fundamental (laughs) misunderstanding about how planes
0: work. Correct. (laughs) Um, The man passed through the Ural Airlines flight's (laughs) registration before suddenly stripping off his clothes and running stark naked onto the jet bridge, eyewitnesses said. (laughs) According to a fellow passenger, the man shouted that he was naked because clothing impairs the aerodynamics of the body. He flies Uh with more agility when undressed. He does? (laughs) I don't know that's what he said. That's what a, a bystander said that the guy said this. Okay. Um, The man was intercepted by airport staff before he could make it onto his plane. Uh, He was later detained by police officers. Eyewitnesses added that the man did not seem drunk, but he may be in need of a refresher on the physics of airplane travel.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's not how that works, buddy.
0: Right. Anyway, that was a really short story.
1: I mean, I was just it's, like, it's wow. what, what more <laughs> could you need from that story than that? When he flies, that's what I'm really getting hung up on. Because like, is he talking yeah, about... Yeah, that's
0: what he said. Like, is he in situations outside of like an airport where he's flying somehow <laughs> naked? That concerns me.
1: Why is he going to the airport then if he has the power of flight?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was enough said. So that was that.
1: My first story is technology news. This comes from Engadget. Uh, UPS launches a drone airline to deliver medical supplies. Whoa! The article says autonomous delivery drone networks are coming to the U.S. in earnest. Uh, UPS and Matternet, I've never heard of Matternet, but I have heard of UPS, um, they're launching a drone airline that will use the robotic aircraft to carry medical samples between Wake Med's healthcare facilities in Raleigh, North Carolina. So they're going to just employ these drones to carry things between different hospital facilities.
0: That's so cool.
1: It just, it makes so much sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, The drone being used, an M2 quadcopter can only carry up to five pounds at distances as long as 12.5 miles, but it should still be faster, cheaper, and more consistent than the current system of driving samples around town using cars. Duh. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty much a given.
1: Yeah. So it's not going to be like, traveling cross country or anything or carrying like a person is
0: it pretty small then
1: yeah, it's a. I imagine it's a pretty small vehicle. Okay. They had a picture of a drone. I don't know if it was a picture
0: of. It's this not drone. like those one. Remember that one story about the the, the one ones that can carry the, a the person. Up, yeah, and it was like this huge, <laughs> but it was just like <laughs> they go up and they like slowly go up, and it's just this quadcopter, and it's like, is that really the best? Yeah,
1: anyway. <laughs> I think we can do better than that. Yeah. Um But uh, the drones will fly along fixed routes with a trained remote pilot in command keeping watch over the trip, so they're not going to be like determining these routes. They're just going to go along ones that have been predetermined which makes sense for like flying between medical facilities yeah it's part of the faa's larger pilot program testing public private partnerships involving drones that's a mouthful (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and involves the help of the faa as well as north carolina's department of transportation so this is all being overseen by government as well so they're like they're okay with this. Okay, This good. drone flight. Good. Uh, UPS and Matternet both plan to use the Raleigh network to see how drones can be used at other medical facilities around the U.S. So this is kind of like yeah. a test site, and they're going to see if they can expand this. Because That's that, like Definitely for medical stuff, like
0: oh, speed yeah.
1: and time is of the essence, and yes. like you need a way to be able to efficiently transport things around a hospital yes. and between different facilities.
0: Right. And I think that this is a great solution to that. Yeah. Makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. All right. My next story is science news. Or more specifically, archaeology news. Ooh. This is from globalnews.ca because it comes from Canada.
1: Ooh, exotic.
0: (laughs) A Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton nicknamed Scotty is officially the world's biggest, according to a recently completed study by the University of uh, Alberta. Scotty lived in prehistoric Saskatchewan, 66 million years ago. The bones of the 13 meter long dinosaur were discovered during a dig in the province back in 1991, actually, then excavated in 1994. Um, but the hard sandstone that encased the bones took over a decade to remove. So, therefore, it's only recently that paleontologists were able to properly study the dinosaur. Officials with uh, U Alberta say that the record breaking Rex has leg bones suggesting a living weight of more than 8,800 kilograms or 19,400 pounds.
1: Holy, whoa. Yeah. That's a big, that's a that big is a, dinosaur. A
0: large, large dinosaur. <laughs> uh, making it bigger than all other carnivorous dinosaurs. Combined. I mean, at least, that, combined. <laughs> 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 no, just the ones that we've found so far, <laughs> individually. <laughs> It's not just Scotty's size and weight that sets it apart. The Mega Rex is also the oldest known T-Rex now. In addition, it seems that Scotty has also claimed the title as the largest dinosaur skeleton ever found in Canada, which they took the time to make that distinction, even though it's all, they all already said that it was the biggest ever anywhere. Yeah, so yeah
1: I mean, one does kind of given, one does follow the other.
0: Now that it's fully assembled, Scotty will soon be on display at the Royal Saskatchewan Museum. So if you're in Saskatchewan anytime <laughs> soon, you can go see it. The biggest T-Rex skeleton.
1: I don't think I've ever been to Saskatchewan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Neither have I. Maybe we should go. Maybe we should go. We should see go. Scotty. I do
1: love dinosaurs.
0: Me too. We've talked about this before. Yes. We love dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. We should totally go see it. I would. Let's do it. Canada's it's just, it's like probably right like there. Like only a few hours away right like it's just i don't right know <laughs>
1: i have <laughs> no idea
0: no i'm pretty sure to get to the border from where we're at it takes like four hours
1: but like we're not on the border but we're not right
0: so it's gonna be long it's gonna be a long drive anyway we should still go <laughs> uh,
1: my next story is health news and this comes from gizmodo Scientists gave mice a psychedelic drug to, tr- to figure out how we hallucinate.
0: Okay. <laughs> we can do it. We, we do, do so many of, things. We to do mice. a lot of
1: things to mice.
0: <laughs> so many things. I was weird just having the same thought. Like, like yeah,
1: it's uh, scientists at the university of Oregon say they've come a bit closer to understanding what happens in the brain when we hallucinate. And all they had to do was trip out some poor mice. So even the writer of this article felt a little <laughs> guilt about that. Yeah. Um, we know that a subtype of serotonin, which is the neurotransmitter that helps regulate our mood, memory, and appetite, among other things, is called serotonin 2A and is directly affected by hallucinogenic drugs like LSD. And that it's also been di- linked directly to visual hallucinations in humans. So we know about this um, subtype of Uh, this neurotransmitter, Mm -hmm. Um, when you give mice these sorts of drugs, there are reliable changes in their behavior that indicate something similar to what happens to us is happening to them. But obviously since they're mice, we can't be like, hey, mice, are you hallucinating? So we don't know for sure that they are, but we know it triggers a similar response. Um, So, (laughs) oh, yeah, I forgot that I quoted Uh, Christopher Neal, who is a biologist involved in the experiment, says that's one of the big caveats of this study. We can't know for sure if they're hallucinating. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Christopher. (laughs) But but what we're really studying in the end are the effects of activating serotonin 2A receptors on vision. So they're looking at like a subset of the idea of visual hallucination. Okay. I don't know why I included this. This is just purely to torture myself. For their experiment, they dosed mice with a drug called (laughs) 4-Iodo-25-dimethylidone. Ziphenyl isopropyl propyl, amine. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got through it. You
0: almost got through the whole thing.
1: Dimethoziphenyl isopropyl It's so many letters. There's so
0: many syllables in um, that.
1: Or more conveniently abbreviated as DOI.
0: <laughs> it's just three letters.
1: <laughs> I don't know how they got that
0: abbreviation. Yeah, I, uh, okay, Anyway. all right, um, fine.
1: yeah so this is the drug they used and um in people DOI's psychedelic effects are similar to those of lsd but unlike lsd it's not a scheduled controlled substance in the u.s which makes it easier to obtain for uh, science purposes Uh, um so like they can actually use it in a legitimate sense and apparently people do sometimes use doi but i've never like i'd never heard of it before yeah i've never heard of that either and they said in the article it's less common than lsd Hmm. um They were able to study the mice while they were awake, thanks to implanted monitors that they could track, uh, use to track the firing of individual neurons. So they were actually able to like monitor them like while they were under the effects. Hmm. Um, um, And then rather than seeing frantic activity in the visual cortex, the area of the brain that processes the information the eyes take in, they found that the brains of tripping mice were actually taking in less information from the world. So rather than it like being like, whoa, it was more like, whoa.
0: (laughs) Great explanation but that, that was a good way does to that make... get it across yes
1: <laughs> um so this is uh, christopher again we think what's going on here is that this decrease in visual input is leading to the brain misinterpreting or over-interpreting what's actually out there which kind of makes sense when you think about it um they pointed out also that this misinterpretation by the brain routinely happens to us when there's little or no visual information being taken in uh, such as when we're dreaming or when we think we see hmm. something in the dark like
0: it's a similar
1: kind of idea like when you're hallucinating your brain isn't actually processing the infor- as much information in the world and as such you misinterpret it as something else. So it's kind of like the opposite of what like I think like TV shows and stuff it like show hallucination as where it's like these like vivid like other like things that you're yeah, seeing. It's, it's more, more likely like, you're seeing You're not less. getting <laughs> as
0: much input mm-hmm. so so your, your brain brain's is kind like, of coming up with things oh. to like replace the m- gaps in the input. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Which is kind of, kind of shifts how you think about it. Yeah. Um, uh, and Christopher, once again, <laughs> points out that his findings, even if they hold up in future studies, are only uncovering a piece of the brain circuitry uh, circuitry that's involved in visual hallucinations. Uh, there's almost certainly more than one change going on in the brain when we visually hallucinate and possibly in areas outside of the visual mm. cortex. So there's probably more at stake than that because like obviously if we were in our normal mental faculties, we wouldn't be interpreting them as like crazy things. It would probably be more, we'd be able to reason yeah. more. So there's probably more to it, but I thought that was really interesting. I just do feel bad for the mice yeah, because they were probably so confused.
0: They were so confused. Mm-mm. Sorry well, so, sorry, mice <laughs> So was there like A discussion about how This research will impact Something else or like what is the, the uh, Yeah they actually of this? They
1: did cover it a little bit The article is a little long so I didn't include it in my notes sure. But uh, they talked about um, How serotonin 2A Is also associated with schizophrenia oh. And how research into this could also Help us understand certain like mental Disorders like that that like okay. Involve really hallucinating cool. and that kind of Thing yeah so there's definitely more uses than just, like, why do we, like, see things when we take drugs?
0: Yeah, that was basically my question, but that, th- right. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, like, wondering, well, like, okay, what's the next thing they're going to try? Or, like, how are they going to take mm. the next step and apply this somehow? Like, yeah. that's cool.
1: Now they're going to play around with this information and try to figure out what else is happening when we when we hallucinate. Yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. I thought so.
0: Again, the brain is so complex. It's so complex. Just there's so much research all over the place about like neuro stuff and all different aspects of it. And there's so much we still have to learn. And there's just a ton of. I was just excited to
1: find an article about a brain that I actually pretty well understood.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the other thing. You get really complicated. too, for sure. For sure. Okay, my next story is health news also. So healthy. This is from CNN. Unfortunately, there's another recall. Oh
1: no. And this
0: time it's with avocados.
1: No. How <laughs> will I function as a toast? millennial?
0: As a millennial. This my is one, heartbreaking. My
1: only food group. <laughs> my shoes. My my everything.
0: My shoes. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> my shoes, my everything.
1: <laughs> my avocado toast, my, my guacamole. What will I do?
0: (laughs) Well, California-grown avocado sold in bulk to retail stores in six states. Fortunately, Ohio is not on the list this time, Ah. so you actually don't have to worry. Um, uh, Sold by the Henry Avocado Corporation are being recalled (laughs) due to... Yes, that's the name of the (laughs) company. The company is called Henry Avocado.
1: Yes. Hello, Mr. Henry Henry Avocado (laughs) here. (laughs) And I'd like to sell you this weird fruit. <laughs>
0: um, they're being recalled due to potential listeria contamination. Oh, good. Um, there have been no reported illnesses associated with the recall at this time. So they're just being like proactive about it, which is like, I think we've said this before, but that's like a theme now. Like a lot of the recalls yeah. are like, no one's actually gotten sick, but the company probably found something like some risk. Of well, that's why they there's so many more of them it.
1: is because the testing has gotten so much better. Right.
0: So they, they know that there's a risk and they're just going to recall it even though no one's gotten sick yet, which is great. Um, the recalled products include California grown conventional and organic avocados. They were packed in California and distributed to six states Arizona, California, Florida, New Hampshire, North Carolina, and Wisconsin. Random states. I was gonna say it, I don't like know it why seemed like those. it was sticking to the
1: southwest for a little bit there, and then all of a sudden New Hampshire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't know why it was those ones specifically. Huh. Um, symptoms of listeriosis, which I guess is the term for when you have listeria. You could Bacteria. tell me
1: anything, and I would say sure. Uh,
0: include <laughs> fever, muscle aches, headache, stiff neck, confusion, and loss of balance. Patients may experience diarrhea or other gastrointestinal symptoms, as well as convulsions. It can be treated with antibiotics.
1: Oh, well, that's good.
0: Henry Avocado said <laughs> it's contacting...
1: Hello, Henry Avocado here again. Henry
0: Avocado here. Um, it's contacting its retail customers to confirm the recalled products have been pulled from the shelves... And the company advises customers to check the stickers on their avocados because the recalled products have stickers that say "bravocado" on them. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, I don't know, but what that's is, what is that? I don't know. It's
1: it sounds probably like supposed a, to
0: be like a fun. It sounds like sticker. a portmanteau,
1: but I'm like, what is it a portmanteau of?
0: I don't know. They say "bravocado."
1: Bravo! So that's how you Bravo! Know, avocado.
0: Bra- yeah. Like, yay! Good job, good avocado! Good job, avocado, God, <laughs> Henry! Like,
1: <laughs> good job, avocado! You're rich with Listeria. <laughs>
0: um. So, on <laughs> a final note, avocados imported from Mexico and distributed by Henry Avocado are not subject to this recall. So they like import some and distribute them. This is only the ones that were packed in their California facility, hmm. and and went to those states. So,
1: okay, good. To, I mean, so yeah. Good to avocado, no.
0: Hey! hey.
1: The uh, last story I brought is food news.
0: We haven't done food news in a while, I feel like.
1: I can't remember.
0: Anyway, I'm excited.
1: <laughs> this is from Engadget. Uh, McDonald's will use AI to automatically tweak drive through menus.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> in what manner? <laughs>
1: When you roll up to a McDonald's drive-thru in the near future, you might notice the menu changing while you're ordering to persuade you to buy a few more items. (laughs) The fast food giant is buying machine learning startup Dynamic Yield for a reported $300 million, and the first stop for the company's AI is the drive-thru window. Uh, the system will look at factors such as the weather, time, local events, traffic levels at the restaurant and on nearby roads, historical sales data, currently popular items, and even what you're ordering to optimize menu displays at drive-through windows. What? So they I gave, have questions. S- they gave some examples. Um, so for, it might uh, promote the McFlurry or iced coffee when it's hot out, or suggest simpler items that are faster for employees to prepare if there's a long line ahead of you. So oh. even stuff to like help them increase their throughput. Um, so they tested the AI at several uh, restaurants last year and the system will ultimately reach all 14,000 U.S. restaurants and expand to other markets as well. So there's plans for this to, to show up everywhere. So
0: wow, I guess it's a reason
1: to go to McDonald's. Um, the company may eventually use license plate recognition as part of the system. That way they could recognize uh, your car and tailor uh, the menu specifically according to your purchase history.
0: Okay, that might be crossing a little right? bit of a line. That's where there. I got to that
1: part of the article. I was like, hmm, that's a little weird. I don't know about so that McDonald's
0: one. McDonald's is going to store everyone's license plate data? Like, I don't think so. Okay, so first question. Yes. They bought an AI company for $300 million. Yep. Just for the algorithms to do this? Yeah, yep wow
1: that's what it sounds like they want to use it in other things too like their self-serve kiosks and that kind of thing but okay for now it's the drive through menus wow that's I mean, just I mean, like i mean it is mcdonald's they probably have like 300 million dollars like just lying around
0: that's true you're right okay <laughs> um next question so Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining this. Like, is the normal menu going to be obscured by this new stuff? Is it going to like pop up and you can't even see the normal menu? And it's going to be like, you want a McFlurry, don't you? Yes or no?
1: Like, I I can't imagine that's what it would be. I imagine I it not. would just like bring other bring items to like the forefront, like like prioritize them, make them larger or something. Because it's like, I want to order a burger. And also, wait, no, the fries went away. Wait, <laughs> the,
0: yeah, where are the fries? <laughs> I, I was still looking at the fry options. I, was I wanted like, one of those. Like. <laughs>
1: So yeah, I I don't imagine that will be part of it.
0: Okay, this is so interesting. Like,
1: but I I, I also can't say for sure because I'm not McDonald's or their or their AI. Yeah, or am I?
0: Okay, well I will try that out once it's implemented in our area.
1: Yeah, I imagine I'm when curious. I go, it'll just keep telling me to get a shamrock shake.
0: <laughs> like, do you get a lot of shamrock shakes?
1: It's the only thing I get at McDonald's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, you know what will be fun is, but I don't know if it will be technically possible. Is if we could record an like a segment of our episode live from the car while we're ordering these kiosks and comment
1: on what it's showing us? Yeah,
0: (laughs) that'd be so fun. But I don't think like we'd be able to figure out. I don't know. I'll I'll think about it.
1: Yeah, logistically might be challenging. (laughs)
0: All right, it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. Whoa. 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 Ready, set, go! The story that I found is about NASA and the all-female spacewalk and probably by the time you are hearing this episode maybe you would have heard about this because I guess this is breaking today is a big news story that there was supposed to be an all-female spacewalk at the end of this week but they had to switch out one of the astronauts because a spacesuit didn't fit one of the astronauts. Well, this is like developing right now and I just read a bunch of articles about it and it's actually really interesting how the spacesuits are designed. Um that they're like modular like you can like switch out pieces parts of them to like be smaller or larger Hmm. um and they actually only have four spacesuits up there on the international space station or something or like four that are in working condition right now out of like 11 total or something some really really small number like nasa doesn't even have like any of these suits and so they have to plan like way ahead of time for like, okay, like what sizes are we going to need for who? And they like switch out the parts and I, and that process of like switching out the components like takes a while. So they can't huh. just like do it on the fly. Okay. And I'm reading more about this and on CNN, they have a story about where they, they called like an, an someone from NASA to kind of explain some of the mechanics of like spacesuit fitting and stuff. And apparently, which like this makes sense, like um, when they, when the astronauts train on earth like in their they for like the anti-gravity situations like in water and stuff they try to like figure out like okay you need this size of equipment and like all these different things but then when they're actually in space like your body ends up changing like your spine will elongate and like you probably like lose weight or or like you might just have like weird shifts in like your body and stuff Uh and so this actually happens sometimes where they realize like oh shoot like the, I I actually don't fit in this same size of spacesuit. Like I need to like switch out like this component to this size because if you don't have like the best size for you, that's actually like really dangerous to like go out there. So, so like that's apparently what happened. It's just like that astronaut was like, I think I would be safer with this, and like it was just gonna take so long that they were gonna like get off their like spacewalk schedule. So they were like, uh-huh. okay, well like well you can, you know, we'll just it's easier to like switch it in this person because we don't have time to like switch out the like sizing of the thing. It wasn't because they're like they only stock like certain sizes that only fit men or something which right. is kind of the implication that some people are making uh-huh. like that wasn't really what happened so anyway i just thought this that's was really interesting because i i just learned a bunch i just read through this thing and i learned a bunch about the spacesuits that i didn't know <laughs> <laughs> and that's like wow that's so interesting like i never knew that they were like modular like yeah that. Like,
1: i didn't either or that they only had yeah or that they only have
0: a ele- yeah like what like huh. apparently that they made these spacesuits for like the space shuttle program and they've just been using like the same suits for like years. Like they aren't making new ones. I don't know.
1: I mean, I guess if they still work.
0: Yeah. Cause they still work, I guess. I, I don't know. But it's just like, it's, I didn't, I didn't know that. Huh. So, yeah, it's kind of surprising. Kind they of haven't been
1: making new revisions of them or anything.
0: Yeah. Like apparently like, it's just like, you know, they have, they need funding for it. And they're like, obviously they're really expensive, like high tech, like,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, I mean it's a suit to keep a person alive yeah in a vacuum in, in
0: a vac- it's like kind of in, uh, like intense so i just learned a bunch of stuff about spacesuits so i thought it was interesting i read like more than one article to to like collect the information i yeah. just told you so <laughs> it was pretty interesting
1: yeah we'll, we'll make sure to link them mm-hmm. okay uh the story that i found <laughs> is a little less highbrow <laughs> Mex- mexican city breaks guinness record for tequila tasting <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's a Guinness record for that. Yeah. I shouldn't be surprised by these things. Oh there's a, there's a
1: Guinness record for everything, isn't right. it? Um so this is a crowd of one thousand four hundred and eighty six liquor fans broke a Guinness World record in Mexico by participating in the world's largest tequila tasting. Um, Guinness adjudicator, uh, Natalia Ramirez Toledo was in attendance at the event in Guadalajara and verified that it broke the previous record of 1,448 tequila t- tasters, which had been set just a week earlier <laughs> in Playa del Carmen.
0: <laughs> like, wow. I feel a little bad
1: for the people in Playa del the Carmen Car- who yeah, like, like just set they the just record. set the record. <laughs> it's like, okay, we'll get, we're going to beat it by like <laughs> less than t- like 40 more people. <laughs> um (laughs) wow participants were treated to tastes of three varieties of authentic mexican tequilas Uh, and the record attempt which coincided with national tequila day in mexico was organized by state and local governments in partnership with the national tequila industry so it's like this big Hmm. sponsored event and they just took down via del Carmen.
0: <laughs> I wonder if they're going to keep like going back and forth now, like like they just keep just adding add 20 a few people. more people. Yeah it's like, oh, we broke the record now. Oh we broke it again like two weeks later.
1: <laughs> the cities so just are, are just like plastered for weeks. <laughs>
0: it becomes a yearly thing where like all of the citizens and they like do like a count they're like how many people do we have this year we need 10 more people to like taste the tequila
1: they start they start poaching people from other cities just like no now you live here yeah.
0: all right that's our show thanks for listening everybody we post episodes every friday and as always the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description
1: you can subscribe to Nack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever podcasting app you want to use. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News and on Twitter at, at
0: News. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.